everybody. This is Joseph P. Farrell with news and views from the Nefarium on Thursday, November 7th, 2019. I hope that everything is going well for you. I hope I'm actually being picked up. I don't even see that my microphone is on. But anyway, I hope everything is going well for everybody. This is an important story, but before I get to it, I want to remind everybody that we do have a vid chat tomorrow at, on Friday at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time for the members of my website. As usual, I'm going to be in there a couple of hours early um, just for pre-chat conversation, you know, the usual routine that we go through. Anyway, today is an important story. I've linked an article or will link an article once this posts from Zero Hedge, and it's a rather lengthy article. It's a very good one. If you are not familiar with the Bank of International Settlements uh, from my various books on the system of hidden finance, it, this article, for one thing, goes through a very nice summary review of how important this bank has been in the international central banking uh, crony capitalism community, as I, as I like to call it. But um, it's, it's a good review, but the review is interesting because it contextually frames the newest thing that the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, is up to. And I want to talk about that today briefly. It's uh, a very long article. It's titled Innovation BIS 2025 subtitled A Stepping Stone Towards an Economic New World Order. Now, that's very important because in the article, they go through the huge influence that the Nazis had in the Bank of International Settlements and the role that they and it played in the creation of the European Common Market and then later the European Union. Now, I've detailed all of that in my book called The Third Way. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, you can pick up that book, read this article, <coughs> pardon me, or even pick up a book that's mentioned in the article itself by Adam Labor called uh, The Tower of Basel, because the Bank of International Settlements is located in Basel or Basel, if you prefer Switzerland. Now, I'm going to cut right to the chase and tell you what they're up to. Uh, I'm going to be reading from about uh, a few paragraphs from the middle of the article, and then I want to give you my high-octane speculation on what I think this portends. And as usual, if the central bankers are behind it, it's not good for you and me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. From the article, quote, To this day... The Bank of International Settlements receives scant coverage within the media. Gee, fancy that. I wonder why. Their latest initiative, Innovation BIS 2025, is a case in point. First outlined in March 2019 by General Manager Augustin Karstens, it is a medium-term strategy comprising three elements which the Bank of International Settlements summarize as follows. Number one. Identify and develop in-depth insights into critical trends in technology affecting central banking. Number two, 
Develop public goods in the technology space geared towards improving the functioning of the global financial system. Number three, serve as a focal point for a network of central bank experts on innovation. <coughs> Pardon me. And uh, continuing, it was not until the end of June 2019, in line with the publication of the BIS annual economic report, that the project was ratified by the Bank of International Settlements Board of Directors. Innovation BIS 2025 had now grown to encompass plans for a BIS innovation hub. The accompanying press release mentioned how the hub will, quote, foster international collaboration on innovative financial technology, unquote, General Manager Carstens commented that the Bank of International Settlements would now work, quote, on a set of projects that reflects the innovation priorities of the central banking community, unquote. These priorities include the progression of financial technology and global reforms to national payment systems. Let me reread that. Listen carefully. These priorities include the progression of financial technology and global reforms to national payment systems. The Bank of International Settlements narrative of questioning the role of money in the digital age, which began in the wake of Brexit and Donald Trump's presidency, is central to these ambitions. I hope you really latched on to that. Because what they just said, or what this article just suggested, is that the move to a cashless society is something the BIS is behind. And the move away from actual physical, please note that, actual physical media of exchange, be it bullion, be it coins, be it paper money, even equities, securities, and even bonds. All of those things are physical instruments, physical media of exchange. And they are coupling the Brexit and uh, the Trump phenomenon with, in their mind, a desire for national sovereignty and therefore a national currency, a physical medium of exchange. All right. Now, let me continue. Quote, quickly following on from this announcement was a second operational agreement, this time between the Swiss National Bank, that's the Central Bank of Switzerland, and the Bank of International Settlements. This completes plans for the first phase of implementation. The second phase, which as yet does not have a reported time scale, will see, will see hubs brought to be across the Americas and Europe. In other words, this hub thing is their technology that they want to roll out. In the press release for the Swiss hub, it expands on the motivations behind Innovation BIS 2025. Quote, and listen carefully, folks. The Swiss Center will initially conduct research on two projects. The first of these will examine the integration of digital central bank money into a distributed ledger technology infrastructure. 
the new form of digital central bank money would be aimed at facilitating the settlement of tokenized assets between financial institutions. Tokens are digital assets that can be transferred from one party to another. The project will be carried out as part of a collaboration between the Swiss National Bank and the Six Group in the form of a proof of concept, unquote. The Six Group referenced above in the above passage is a financial service provider that runs the infrastructure of Switzerland's financial system. <coughs> of greatest concern here is the explicit mention of, in of integrating central bank digital money into a distributed ledger technology framework. This is something I wrote extensively about in a series of articles in August, September, the rise of the distributed ledger and making the technology compatible with payment systems is crucial to central banks realizing their aims of implementing a cashless society. In other words, you'd be totally, totally at their mercy. I would contend this is why the Bank of England and the U.S. Federal Reserve are in the midst of reforming their systems. And I would add that is why some American states are passing resolutions and legislation that the only form of constitutional money is specie money, bullion. In other words, it has to have a physical medium of exchange. Now, what's going on here? In a nutshell, the idea of a distributed ledger is what they've bought into is the whole idea of cryptocurrency. They're going to take the whole system digital. And I'm going to tell you something right now, folks. I've said it before. I'll say it again. With all of the, uh, with all of the hoopla and hype that came out when cryptocurrencies first became a thing, uh, one of the central things that they were saying to sell the idea of cryptocurrency was, number one, this was the way that was going to do an end run around central bank power. And then within a couple of years of that, they came out and with stories about how the Bank of England was exploring the idea of digital currency. So that little meme dropped right off the radar. The other thing that they came out and said was that these were entirely, so to speak, secure. In other words, it was not possible to hack the system, steal people's money. And to that, I say BIS, okay? Because there is no cyber system. And, and I'm borrowing the words of, of former Assistant Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Catherine Austin Fitz here. There is no cyber system that has any integrity. There is no cyber system that is ultimately secure. Case in point, if you believe this idea and then all of a sudden we suffer an electromagnetic pulse event, even from the sun, that could wipe out everybody. And I mean everybody. Go back and look up an event that happened in the 19th century with a massive solar flare that brought down telegraphy stations, telephones, everything in the 19th century. So I'm saying BIS to the BIS's proposal. Now, what else is going on here? Recently in Australia, and I've been getting a lot of uh, stories from Australia because we have some members in Australia, that the Australian federal government has recently imposed a limit 
of 10,000 Australian dollars to cash transactions. Now, in this country, if you uh, conduct any transaction, be it cash or not, over 10,000 American dollars, this is automatically reported to um, the IRS and the Department of the Treasury. But in Australia, it's cash transactions that are limited. So my, my guess here is that part of the strategy of implementing this new crypto digital currency world that these central bankers want to create and eliminate cash altogether. And that means ultimately for all of you investors out there, that means those stock certificates and bonds in your safe deposit box or your safe at home or whatever, they're going to try and get rid of that too. That leaves all of the information and the power over that information in the hands of the banks. And folks, that's too much power. So I urge you, put up your debit card, put up your credit card, and start doing transactions in cash, all right? This $10,000 limit, I suspect that they're rolling out in Australia. They're going to roll this out in other countries as well. And then over time, they're going to gradually shrink it. Well, most people don't need to do a $10,000 transaction, and that's why they've set it that high. Because most of us don't carry around in our wallets, you know, $1,000 bills and conduct transactions with them. They're going to lower it. They're going to have it. Then they're going to say, oh, well, maybe not more than $1,000. If you have physical cash in excess of $1,000, you will be committing a, a crime. And then they'll lower it to $500 and so on until they gradually get it completely eradicated. Now, I've been predicting something else as a consequence of this over several years. The more they try to tighten down the global economy, the more the local economy slips through their grasp. And I suspect as a result, and we're seeing little indications of this already in the United States. I don't know about you folks in Europe or Australia or Japan, but we're seeing little indications of it in the United States where local currencies emerge as media of exchange, and in many cases they are actual physical media of exchange, in place of uh, all going through banks and so on, credit cards and so on. I predict that the more they put this system in place, the more you're going to see the emergence of underground local economies. And folks, I think it's a good thing to start preparing for that start talking to people about these developments because they do want total control over your financial life. So as usual, the Mac of International Settlements up to no good. I urge you to look at the article when I get done uh, posting this, this news and views because it gives a good uh, short summary of the history of the Bank of International Settlements and more importantly, how it was used uh, in the interwar period between the two world wars uh, by the Nazi party to promote their projects for European integration. And if you want to know more about uh, why the European Union is uh, so Germany-centered, uh, get a hold of my book, The Third Way, and read that, and it lays it all out there. Anyway, uh, a very important development uh, in the Bank of International Sett Settlements. I want you to go out and read this article and uh, pass it along. Anyway, don't forget, tomorrow, folks, we have a uh, 
vid chat at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time. That's for our European and African uh, time zone members. I'll be in the room early like I always am. That's at 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time, uh, which is, I think, 8 o'clock uh, Greenwich Mean Time in Europe. Anyway, that's it for now, folks. We'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye and God bless.